this year, as we begin the Christmas message, part one, I invite the kids to go with Miss Linda into the back because you all get to do one of the most important parts of this service, which is make the crash complete. So uh, please go back now, parents, if you want to escort, that's fine. Um, and you'll be coming in in just a couple of short minutes, I promise. When the straw is empty, a pondering in two parts. Imagine with me in the style of It's a Wonderful Life, a world with a perpetually empty manger. There would have been no crusades, um, but I'm sure some other war that was equally well-meaning and racist and stupid would have found a reason to be fought. But what about other things? What about our art, our architecture? There would be no cruciform cathedrals, no Sistine Chapel, and who would have been the patrons, the main patrons, for musicians and artists, visionaries? Would Bach have had a steady enough income to write so much beautiful music? What would have inspired Handel or Da Vinci, Dante or Beethoven? It's mind-bending to imagine a world without the influence of Christ and his followers. It's the time-bending wonder that makes those great Christmas stories like A Christmas Carol or It's a Wonderful Life so magical and compelling. But as we contemplate the empty straw, we remember too those dreams taken from us those dreams unfulfilled, those dreams we said goodbye to too soon or were never even given the opportunity to welcome. Matthew 2, 16 through 18. When Herod knew the Magi had fooled him, he grew very angry. He sent soldiers to kill all the children in Bethlehem and in the surrounding territory who were two years old and younger, according to the time he had learned from the Magi. This fulfilled the words spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and much grieving, Rachel weeping for her children. And she did not want to be comforted because they were no more. Tonight, we remember. Tonight, 
We recognize the brokenness in the world and the brokenness in our own lives. And we name those losses. We lament for pregnancies never brought to fullness, for children lost too early, for marriages ended in death and divorce, for families torn apart by strife, for a city that sheds too much blood, especially of our young ones, for the divisions that tear us apart locally, nationally, internationally, we lament the dreams and hopes that we had for our lives, the lives of our loved ones, and the life of our world. And we will not forget. Yet tonight we also remember and we proclaim that there is hope, there is joy, there is peace, and there is love. So as our children have completed the nativity, thank you, come on, let's come look at this. Let's look over here. Let's look at the nativity. You see it over here? Okay, so this is the nativity. And let's see. So on the night that Jesus was born, he was born in a manger, right? Or he was laid in a manger. He was born in like a stable. So what do you, would you imagine with me for a minute? What do you think it sounded like? What could you hear? A wave? Cool. Yeah, maybe they were near some water. That would be fun. What do you hear? What do you think you heard? I see animal noises. Animal noises? Yeah. So what do we got here? We got, what's that guy? We got a sheep. We got a sheep. Oh, and there's a moo cow. A humongous horse. Yeah. I, this, I, think, I think it's a donkey. What does a donkey say? Anybody? <laughs> right? They're pretty old. And a camel. Yeah, we got all kinds. So there's all kinds of critters making noise. What do you, what do you think it smelled like? Oh, gentle guys. What do you think it smelled like? Terrible. Terrible? Yeah, yeah, right? Probably did not smell very good. Especially with everybody, everything else that had been happening that night. There was so much that we can imagine. What it sounded like, what it smelled like, what you could touch, right? Some rough straw and maybe some oily sheep wool. All kinds of things. Thank you. Y'all can go back to your seats now. Thank you so much. Let's put him back. Thanks, buddy. Let's go back towards the... Hi, buddy. There you go. Part two. When the straw is filled. Could you imagine what it was like? Esther, thank you for being very honest. It probably smelled really, really bad. This stable with its manger, this is not what any woman dreams of to give birth in. I was happy with my nice hospital room. That was fantastic. And yet, in this unassuming place, with an unlikely expectant father and an even more unlikely pregnant heroine, God's love incarnate entered the world. 
And as the miracle of Christ's birth unfolded in that stable, a ways away, angels appeared to scraggly, scruffy shepherds watching their flocks in the dark of night. All of a sudden, light shone, and choruses were singing out, and those same shepherds heard the good news of a Savior born that night. They made their way to the weary, awestruck parents and their child. And in the midst of all the livestock, the mooing and braying and whatever sound a camel makes, maybe, all of those sounds, the noise, the commotion, the news from the shepherds, Luke 2 tells us, Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. May we too hold these words in our hearts. May they continually kindle the light within our hearts, burning brighter and brighter and brighter within us to light the way through the long, dark nights of our souls. To borrow from Martin Luther and the words sung by our choir on Sunday, Thou comest in the darksome night to make us children of the light, to make us thine in realms divine, like thine own angels round thee shine. are now bearers of the light. The Advent candles that we have lit each week through this season now burn all the brighter with the presence of the light of Christ in their midst. Hope, joy, peace, love, God with us. These are the lights we carry with us in our hearts, in our lives, and shining into the waiting world. May it be always so this night and evermore. Amen. <laughs> 